Right, welcome to a special Christmas Eve episode of Spooky Island Radio. This is going to be just three Reddit stories that I've found to do with Christmas, and I'm literally just going to be reading them with the sound of the campfire in the background. So snuggle in, it's Christmas Eve, and let's tell some ghost stories. This first story is called Don't Look Outside on Christmas Eve. My hands are trembling as I write this. I'm hiding in my towel closet. I called the cops, but I don't think they'll be here in time. I mean, who takes calls on Christmas Eve seriously? They probably think I'm some teenager prank calling them, since I have nothing better to do than take away time from someone's Christmas. Who would believe what I'm about to say, anyway? Let me back things up and set the scene for you. I live alone, two states away from my family, I feel terrible for not being able to visit them this year. I've been having financial struggles as of recently. Paying off student loans is no joke. This is the first time I've been able to live on my own. I'm renting a cabal, a cabal? I'm renting a cabin in the middle of a but fuck nowhere Wisconsin. All that's around is a convenience store and a bar. The place is nice and the rent is cheap, so who am I to complain? One bed, one bath, and a cramped kitchen that's right behind the living room. The living room has a nice fireplace too, and it keeps the house warm through the night. So, now that you've got the picture, I need to share my experience, no matter how few people see it. I didn't have big plans for the holiday. Stay at home, watch some TV, and eat a frozen pizza if I was lucky. No big fancy dinners, no visitors, just an average night. That's just what happened. I kicked back on the couch with pizza in hand and watched Christmas movies until my eyes grew heavy. I was awakened by a knock at my door at around 11.45pm. It's dark and snowy out per usual time this year. I don't usually get visitors, nor could I see who it was. So I looked out at the small window in the living room. Frost cloaked the glass, making it a challenge to see who was waiting to my answer. I could make out a human-like figure. My gut was telling me to stay the hell away from what was at my door before I even got a chance to move. The snow was falling so heavily that it was hard to see anything beyond six feet of my house. I trusted my gut, though, and moved to my room. I began to think I was a bad person for leaving whoever was out there in that icy mess. And just as that thought entered my mind, the knocking grew louder. I covered my ears in response to the noise beyond my door, and I faced away and it only got worse. I was right to trust my gut. I shouldn't open the door. I can't let this go on. I exhaled deeply and threw my legs over my bed and reluctantly shuffled over to my door. I twisted the doorknob and peeked outside. The cold weather nipped at my face as a reply. Hello? I peered through the crack. Hi, the person stated. I began to make out facial characteristics and realised that it was a young woman. My car broke down and this seemed like a good place to seek shelter. That was a red flag to me. There's a convenience store and a bar within a mile of each other. Why show up to some random house for help? 
Now, consider myself, I consider myself a nice guy, but the holidays don't make me a giving person. I don't like my sleep being interrupted either. Oh, um, I started. I wasn't sure how to respond. Her behaviour was off, to say the least. She was glancing over her shoulder as if she could see as if she could see anything through the darkness and snow. I can give you a number for a towing company. There should be an inn at least a few miles from here. The towing company can take you. She didn't seem satisfied. Are you sure? She inquired. It's awfully cold out here and I don't know how long it will take them to get here. She began to look more paranoid. Her eyes darted from side to side, up and down. And it was really freaking me out. Listen, hon, my house is a wreck and it's the middle of the night. I'm sorry, I know it's the holidays, but I have a thing about letting strangers into my house. I immediately regretted saying those words as her fear turned to anger. At this point, she became hysterical. She kicked, punched and beat my door, trying to force herself in. Her polite words were now screams, let me in, let me in. The Jane Doe at my door pounded harder and harder and it seemed like my door was about to break. What the hell are you supposed to do in this situation? So I spur, in the spur of the moment, I just locked the door, the knob rattled violently, then stopped abruptly. I picked up my phone and alerted authorities that there was a manic woman outside my house. At this point, I figured she had given up and left. I sat down in front of the TV and tried to enjoy the rest of my night. I pondered why she was so upset. No family? Trauma? None of my theories added up. Just as my thinking had concluded and I began to relax, I heard a faint sound. A sound that was so quiet but seemed so loud. It was a shuffling of snow outside my window. I pulled my blinds back and peeked outside. And the dim light from the street lamp shone onto my white lawn and the woman was making a circle in the snow. I squinted, trying not to reveal my presence. My eyes began to adjust to the darkness outside, and it was now 1am. There were symbols I couldn't recognise and a large pentagram in the centre. When she finished her artwork, she looked right at me. She was staring into my soul. Her gaze sent chills down my spine. Her mouth opened at inhuman angles. Just then, a scream was released and I fell back onto the couch. Fuck do I do? I called the cops for a second time. Writing this, I'll be censoring my address uh, for my own security. Here's how that phone call went. I need the police. Please come quick. Sir, we already have a sheriff on backup on their way. They said they should be there within the hour and lock your doors. I heard a click on the other end. Well, what am I supposed to do now? I'm alone in the house, which seems much more ominous than the night before. There's some psycho lady in my yard in the middle of the night and to top it off, the cops that could be arresting this woman are probably out for drinks. I let out an audible sigh and sat on the floor with my back to the couch. This is not what I thought of as an ideal Christmas. I figured I might as well freshen up and get ready for bed and any slither of hope left in me was gone. I picked myself up off the floor and made my way to the bathroom. I didn't want to risk her seeing me, so I just dim. I used a dim flashlight on my phone. I brushed my teeth and rinsed my face, and I thought that would make me feel better, more alert, but I was wrong. Once I had finished, I heard a knock at the door, followed by a scream. It was deep, like the shrieks previously heard from the girl. 
something in me clicked. I mustered the strength to peek outside, and there were blue and red flashing lights signalling help had arrived. But something was wrong. The lights from the car further illuminated my lawn. There were two mangled bodies left inside of it, of what I can only describe as an altar. Remnants of black uniforms informed me who they were. Police. Another guttural howl was heard, and this time only a few feet away from my window. I did the only thing I could think of, and that was to hide. That brings me to now, in my towel closet. There are two dead bodies in the snow, and something outside of my house. Something not human. I don't know what she, or it, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, will get inside, but my gut is telling me that she will. I couldn't have picked a worse spot to hide. I feel like an idiot friend in a horror movie that gets plucked off first. Please, if you're reading this, protect yourself this holiday season. Don't let it know you're there. Don't be like me. Please save yourself and your family. I just heard something coming down the chimney. And it's not Santa. She's inside. This next story is called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. The Christmas season is the most wonderful time of the year. All the candy, presents, the decorations and Santa Claus. The jolly old elf that brings gifts to all the good boys and girls of the world. With his big belly and red suit. I used to love this time of the year, but you will soon read why it changed, or hear why that changed. I was 11 years old, and it was the 1st of December. I laid in bed as my mother scolded me about something I had done that day, and she ended with the cliché, you were getting coal and switches for Christmas this year. As I drifted off to sleep, I thought to myself, if she thought I was bad today, she has, had, she has got another thing coming. I was awakened in the middle of the night by the sound of heavy breathing, so as most children would do, I hid under the covers. I heard a raspy voice say, Hello, naughty boy. I've come to take you far away. There is nothing you can do and nothing you can say. There is no need to scream and no need to fight, because one way or another, you're coming with me tonight. It ripped away the covers and stood, a monster of a creature with twisted, giant black horns, and draped with old, grotesque, Grimm's crimson coat. His face looked like an old, dry leather, with hollow eyes and long, crooked teeth. Next thing I know, it shoved me in a basket with other children. Then everything went black. When I came to, I was freezing cold, with others around me sobbing. We were in a makeshift cage. There must have been thirty kids beside me. Everyone was confused and scared. Then the creature came into the room, unlocked the cell, and snatched one of the other children, and as he did, he snarled, The bad for the good, it's all about sacrifice, you see. Your sins are delicious, and you all will feed me. And just like that, he sunk his teeth into his victim, and as he whirled in pain, the creature left with him. Throughout the days, the monster would send these little creatures in for the next victim, you could see the sorrow in their eyes as they carried out his work. From time to time, the monster would come in and handpick his next meal. And every time he did, 
he was a little fatter and his hair began to grow. It was almost as if we were witnessing the dead coming back to life. It started out with one child every couple of days, then two one a day, and now he would take two or three at a time. We made our plans and tried to escape, but to no avail, and the days drug on and on, and I was the last child left in his cage, and I knew that today would be the day the creature would eat me. It had been a while since he himself had came to collect his meal, and I could only imagine what he looked like now. Vision to the monster with his grotesque grin spun around in my head. Then I heard the now familiar sound of the lock opening and I saw him walk in. I knew my time had come and I would be the next meal for the monster and as he approached me I noticed something was different. His beard was full and his cheeks were merry and that coat that was once way too big for him fit him perfectly and he was fat and happy and he looked like a jolly old man. Not threatening at all, but when he spoke, It's Christmas Eve, child. There is no need to be frightened. I cried out in anger, What sort of monster are you? Santa Claus, he chuckled. He saw the look of confusion on my face, and he laughed his deep, guttural laugh and began to speak. It's all about sacrifices, simply to see. I take the bad and reward the good, and it pleases me. I'm Krampus to the bad, but Santa to the good. This part of my life is misunderstood. It made sense to me now. I had always wondered how a man living in the North Pole stayed so full and healthy with no vegetation or any source of food. He smiled at my realisation and said, December is my month, my time to thrive, and I bet you you're wondering why you're still alive. I nodded as he bent down and he removed his hat. The horns shone bright. Every year I do this, every year it's the same. Every year I release one so the world will remember my name. I looked at him puzzled and he picked up on my confusion and continued. The reason I live, the reason I survive, is that the old children believe I'm alive. All the other old gods like me have gone out of existence and ceased to be. The world forgot who they are but not old Santa Claus, not so far. You will tell your story, you will tell a tale, though many won't believe, some of them will. I passed out and woke up on my front porch. I beat and beat on the door, but all my might my parents came down when we were united again. I told them what happened, just, but just like Santa said, though many won't believe you, some of them will. The only part they seemed to believe was that I, I was with Santa and they forgot about him looking like a monster or eating children, so the spirit of Christmas lives on. The only reason I'm telling this tale after all these years is because my neighbour's little boy was taken last night from his bed and that little fella has been only a holy terror all year. He didn't heed my warnings no matter how sincere they were. I did all I could for him, but boys will be boys, and he will answer for it, I'm afraid. I'll leave you with this. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. His mouth waters when you've been bad, so be good, for God's sake. Because he is coming to town. Well, hope you enjoyed those two little spooky stories. Um, yeah, hope you're having a great Christmas Eve, a great holiday season, 
Um, and yeah, we'll speak soon. Over.